CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hour number two of your Ben Jarofsky show for, oh yeah, Friday, December 13th. It's Friday the 13th. Uh, hour number two is moments away, but before we get into that, we need to thank the following unions for jumping on board and sponsoring this program. First up, it's the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, not Aerosmith, Local 126 and District 8, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 9, and the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150. A giant thank you to those unions for jumping on board and sponsoring this program. And, of course, today's Ben Jarofsky show was brought to you by our dear friends at the Chicago Federation of Labor. Hour number two, let's go. It is Friday, December 13th, and live from the Chicago Sun-Times, Chicago Reader Studio on Racine Avenue, this is the Ben Jarofsky Show. In this hour of the program, it's the alderman of the Ben what ward? 25th. Oh, he knows them all. <laughs> 25th ward alderman, Byron Sigcho Lopez and Laureen Targos. And now your host, alderman of no ward. He's not an alderman. Chicago Reader columnist Ben Jarofsky. I am not an alderman, but I talk to aldermen all the time. Byron Sixto Lopez of the 25th Ward, Lorene Targos uh, of the 25th Ward as well, and also of the environmental movement. So, uh, first of all, welcome back. Welcome back, Cotter. You guys have been on the show before, both of you. I think, actually, uh, Lorene, you've been on the show more times. This is your third time, I want to say, right? Do I have that correct? Yeah, third time. Uh, all right. So before we go and uh, start asking questions and getting our conversation, let's do that disclaimer that I feel compelled to do whenever any uh, EPA employee comes on the show. Uh, we live in a very difficult time, and I don't really trust Donald John Trump to do the right thing with the First Amendment rights of federal employees. So let's just get that out of the way right up front. You are right to not trust that. <laughs> Keep it accountable. So I'm off the clock and here as a member of AFGE Local 704, a union representing the employees of the Region 5 EPA. That's correct. All right. Thank you, Robert Mueller. And, uh, <laughs> and you are also, you're not the chief of staff, but you're... I'm the best friend of the alderman of the 25th <laughs> Best friend ward. of the alderman of the 25th Ward. So, all right. Uh, so, we're going to do a little EPA talk, uh, and we're going to do a, um, a little city talk, a lot of city talk, and some national political talk as well, uh, Byron. Byron is uh, sort of the lefty persuasion uh, in the Chicago City Council. And uh, are you for Bernie? Yes, I'm Bernie. officially endorsed uh, You've uh, already Bernie, endorsed yeah. Bernie. Yeah. Okay, we'll do a little Bernie Hillary talk. I can't get enough of that. <laughs> uh, and just in general, the national politics. But before we uh, to take all those, uh, enter uh, discussion into uh, those areas, I just have to ask you about um, what's the latest with the EPA. The last time you were on the show, 
or maybe two times down, we were talking about, I wrote an article about it as well, uh, about some act of civil disobedience uh, that you did at an award ceremony uh, that where you were got you were given an honor uh, for some work that you've done as an EPA uh, analyst, and uh, so what's just just update people on what's going on with the EPA uh, tr- uh, cuts in the Environmental Protection Agency and the impact they're having uh, on uh, the, our efforts to protect the environment. So um, the administrator has agreed to go back to the table um, with the union. So on January 7th, we will be going back to negotiating. And um, right now we're kind of internally mobilizing and organizing to make sure that our rank and file workers have a strong voice in those negotiations. And we can really um, lead with getting some, uh, you know, concessions so that we can do our jobs and promote public health in the environment is is the uh is the trump administration still cutting the ranks of the epa or are they hiring starting to hire people are they taking a little more seriously uh, the obligations they have to protect the environment um there were some recent articles that came out that were very critical of the agency we are at an all-time low i think we have um i think in 2010 uh, region 5 had 20 1250 so 1,250 uh, workers, we are down to around 900. Um, the administration's been blaming that on um, a very high, reti- um, high uh, retirement eligible workers at the agency, which is true, but that's because of a generation of not hiring um, and always Republican opposition to hiring at the EPA. And so now they are doing some hiring and they're kind of keeping even, but it's still at an all time low. And, um, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, part of this contract negotiation is to make sure that we have an agency that attracts the scientists and engineers and lawyers and workers who um, want to serve the public good. Mm -hmm. I talk about this all the time uh, on the show. I just had a conversation uh, a similar vein before you got here. I have a hard time believing that a majority of Americans are going to support uh, the Trump agenda when it comes to the environment. And, and put aside whether Americans are as far left as I am or Byron is or Bernie is, um, I do believe that most voters in this country appreciate the notion that uh, the Environmental Protection Agency is here to protect the environment, as the name would say, and that I have a hard time believing um, that the people of this country, majority of the people, let's say, in the Great Lakes region, Wisconsin and Michigan, where, where there's so much potential pollution of the key lakes, Lake Michigan, uh, would would allow would 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 support the gutting of the EPA, would support like allowing the EPA uh, to lose uh, its environmental protection uh, efficiency be- through attrition. You just mm-hmm. describe attrition. Mm-hmm. Somebody retires, you don't replace them. Uh, that's, right. that's no excuse for, <laughs> exactly. well, we're not firing people. We're just not replacing them when we retire. Well, you know, mm-hmm. that's no excuse. Mm-hmm. So that's my sense of it. You, you, you deal with the public a lot. What's your sense of how the public is t- reacting to this? I think um, we maybe we need to do a better job um, of, you know, empowering our members to be um, 
more uh, talking about talking to their communities um, and really empowering communities and te- and connecting them with how to support us. We need to do better with um, because we are this like diluted um, impact. So if we're doing our job right, you never hear from us and we need to do better with community engagement and, you know, strengthening our union as part of that, you know, being vo- proud and vocal union members and knowing that our union has our back and we have their back and um, in terms of helping everybody you know um our agency um you know we are there doing the work and the community members um you know we need to be engaging with that you know on the southwest side we've been doing some environmental justice work and i'd love to see that um play out more across the nation because we're not just you know epa employees we are also members of community organizations we are parents we are you know um we need to wear all the hats all the time and um, be in conversation with our communities. All right, we'll shift the focus a little bit to the local level and just staying with the environment. Byron, in your opinion, you've been an alderman now for, uh, how long has it been? About six months now. Uh, how is the city doing uh, uh, on the environmental front in terms of protecting the environment here, right here in the city of Chicago? Yeah, and uh, and, in, and thank you again, Ben. It's a pleasure to be here with you and Dennis, first of all, and be back again to speak those uh, uh, inconvenient truths sometimes that happen often, unfortunately, still in city council. In terms of the environmental aspect, uh, we still have a big debt, you know, with our city. Uh, I think one of the one of the campaign promises made by the current administration was to reestablish the Department of the Environment. Mm-hmm. That's uh, now became from the Department of Environment now to an office of the environment. And we are still yet to see what that office is going to look like. Uh, there's a lot of uh, um, there's a lot of concern in, on the southwest side as new projects and new um, new pollutants come to the to certain communities, especially in the black and brown communities. That there's no mechanism, there's no process to bet these projects. Uh, there's uh, believe it or not, there's no no requirement to even provide an impact study before. Uh, some of these um, some of these industries come into our communities. We saw the the case of the asphalt plant mm-hmm. that you know is now operating and now working backwards to address some of the environmental issues that they have. Uh, monitors that uh, air monitors and all that done after the fact, and those are the things that we continue to see in our community. You know where we have a commitment to address that. Let's 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 think about the impact in our health. Health is a is a fundamental uh, issue that we need to take seriously, and that's what we need process. I think we many of us campaign with that uh, with that premise of hey let's let's empower residents to make sure that they they get their their questions answered before we approve projects and and that is yet uh, to be determined by the current administration uh, I do think that you know at the state level and the city level there's a lot of loopholes that industries still take advantage of it. and I think we have a responsibility to create a process where before the uh, the permits are issued. We need to have at the very minimum impact studies, and uh, you know we see other communities that starting to do that. I mean, in in, uh, in the north side, there was a group of aldermen that organized, get that done. I think that every corner of the city deserves deserves the same treatment. I think, and that's what we need. Um, we need standards. We need legislation in place, mm-hmm. and and we see a delay that uh, you know I think we see the urgency in some of our communities. We have residents continuing to organize coalitions, environmental coalitions that are starting to demand uh, a process. And I think we're committed to to, to do that, to create legislation. Uh, and for that, we, we do need to take that seriously. I think the, 